0: Okay, once again, we're going live. We're back for the attack, as I always say. I always say that we're back for the attack. We're back for the attack. And let's get set up here. Let's get set up. And once again, we're coming live. We're coming live from Oshawa. We're coming live from Oshawa. Ashwa. Southern Ontario, Ontario, Southern Ontario, Canada, that's where we are broadcasting live from at this time, anyhow. So we're just going to wait a few seconds here and let some people come on board, and then uh, we can um, get into this teaching today, and I'm still going to try to make it short, but uh, it may be a little bit longer than usual because I'm not making as many live streams, um, as usual for now anyhow because we're working on some other things. We're working on, um, we are working on some videos and, um, we are st- always working on my books and notes and different things like that. And I'm on my fast. I'm on a 40 day fast. So I'm, uh, trying to spend more time in prayer and in the word. And getting directions from the Lord, which is always um, more than important. It's absolutely critical that we get our instructions from the Lord because uh, His instructions. Good morning, my brother, from Uganda, Africa. And please put your nations. And um, so it's always important to get your instructions from the Lord and not from a human being, okay? Even if you get prophetic words. You still gotta hear from the Lord for yourself. And, uh, because, uh, He has the final say so in your life and your ministry because it's His ministry and, uh, and He's, He's the one who paid the price, uh, to redeem you, to save you, all these different things like that. So, and you're gonna give an account to Him on that great day. All right? We give an account to Jesus. I'm not accountable to nobody. I mean, I am, but I'm not. All right, I'm accountable, of course, to uh, those I work with and different things like that. Of course, you know we are accountable to one another, but ultimately we will give an account to the G- the Lord Jesus Christ in the great uh, in the judgment seat of Christ. So that's a that's a given. That's a no brainer. We should all know that by now. But I think a lot of times uh, we seem to forget that. So we're, uh, we got some people coming on board now. So let's just wait a little bit longer and we'll get into this. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Uh not because I'm teaching it, but because it's uh it's the truth, and the truth will make it free. All right. And um something regarding, of course, this has to do with Christmas. Um I called it this is our live stream number 41. Uh we're December twenty-three. So we're two days away from Christmas, and uh, <laughs> so this is, the, the teaching is basically called uh, the Incarnation, uh, the birth of Jesus, the birth of the second Adam, it's Christmas, right? So, and we're going to dive into this, uh, teaching some things that I think a lot of people have never heard and don't know, but it's in the Word, it's all in the Word, and it's what He's taught me, what the Lord Himself has taught me, yeah. So he's the head of the church, and uh, whether you believe that or not, well, he did teach me these things, and uh, I don't say that lightly because I'm going to give an account to him one day. So anything I say that he said, but he did not say, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. And I see a lot of that on Facebook and social media, but uh, the Lord this and the Lord that, and I, I prophesy this and I prophesy that. And I know a lot of it is just hogwash. It's, it's just hogwash. It's, it's not from the Lord. And they're, they're gonna give an account. Unfortunately, they're just gonna give an account for those false words. Alright? So, let's get started here regarding the teaching on the incarnation, uh, the teaching on the birth of Jesus, the birth, uh, of the second Adam. Basically, that's what it is, uh, regarding Christmas. Alright? So, most of you, or many of you, should know by now regarding me not celebrating Christmas like most people do. I don't. I've, I have not celebrated Christmas and I don't know how many years, all right? I have no idea how many years I have not celebrated Christmas, all right? I'm not against Christmas. I'm not a Grinch who stole Christmas. I'm not a Grinch. <laughs> Um, I may look like one sometimes, or I may I may sound like one sometimes, but I'm not. Uh, you guys want to celebrate Christmas, you just go ahead, but don't bother me to send you gifts and give you money, all right? You're not going to get no money from me, you're not going to get no gifts from me except for sound doctrine, and that's what you should be uh, going after more than anything else, is sound doctrine, all right? Uh, so, let's get started here with uh, this Jesus, all right, this Jesus, all right, this Jesus that we all worship uh, Christians and that we all, you know, look up to and everything. Uh, Did you know that this Jesus, this Jesus that we're going to be looking at today, that this Christmas is all about, did you know that this Jesus had two genealogies? (laughs) He had had two genealogies. Uh, I have two genealogies. Um, well, after I got born again, I, I have two genealogies. And everybody who's born again has two genealogies also, really. And, uh, a little bit different from Jesus. So Jesus had two genealogies. All right. We got to get that straight right away. All right. If we're going to, if we're going to look at this, this, uh, this Christmas, this birth of Jesus, this incarnation. All right. Jesus had two genealogies very clear the first one is in Matthew the gospel of Matthew all right now I'm not necessarily using uh, the word the bible today but I do have all my notes I did make some notes for this teaching all right but I'm still going to be going by inspiration and by going uh from what's already been deposited on the inside of me so Jesus had two genealogies uh the first one is found in Matthew 1 Matthew The Gospel of Matthew, all right, uh, chapter 1, it's basically from verse 1 to verse 24, all right? Uh, The genealogy of Jesus and his birth, all right? I'm leaving a lot of things out, okay? Uh, We can do a a whole series on the incarnation, and I will one day. But specifically from verse 1 to verse 17, that's the genealogy of Jesus, uh and then he gets to and then Matthew gets into uh some of the birth of Jesus all right from 18 to 24 now you have to understand this genealogy all right this genealogy is has to do regarding Jesus as a Jew as a Jew all right is Jewishness that he got from Mother Mary, alright? We call her Mother Mary. Not Mother of God. <laughs> she was not the Mother of God. You know? She gave birth to Jesus in his humanity, alright? God does not have a mother, alright? God is, God is self-sufficient. God is uncreated. He's eternal, alright? And Jesus was God the Word, uh, before he became Jesus, alright? Very clear. And we're gonna look at that. But the, the, the genealogy, in, in Matthew, is according to his Jewishness, as a Jew, all right? But, there's always a but. Like my mom says, there's always a but. But, we have another genealogy, all right? And it's it's interesting, it's not found. Ma- Did you know, all right, Matthew was a Jew, all right? The apostle, the, the disciple Matthew, the writer of the gospel of Matthew uh, was Matthew, but he was a Jew. All right. But did you know Luke Luke was not a Jew? I didn't know that until years ago when I got into all of this stuff. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, he was not a Jew. All right? He was a Gentile. All right? And uh so the second genealogy that we have regarding this Jesus uh is found in Luke. All right? And um the second genealogy, it's found in Luke, uh, Luke 3, chapter 3, chapter 3, Luke 3, chapter 3, um, regarding, uh, from, from verse 23 to 38, from 23 to 38. All right. Now, I wrote here the second genealogy of Jesus is according to Jesus being the second the second item, the last item, the new Adam, all right? And this new Adam is not a Jew, all right? Don't try to figure that out with your brain, all right? Just don't even go there with your brain, all right? You need revelation on all of this. And uh, the, inter- the very interesting, and this all has to do with the substitution, all right? And the new creation, all right? So I'm, I'm going to be leaving a lot of things out today, unfortunately. But anyhow, but let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke 3. And let's go right to the end. Right to the end of the, the, the chapter at 38. Verse 38. Verse 38. Luke 3, 38. It says here, The son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam... All right, Adam, the first Adam, and then we get right into the son of God. Wow. So, I teach this, all right, Adam was the son of God before he fell, all right? So, really, Adam, the first Adam, is really God's firstborn son, all right, Now, some people say, well, that's a contradiction because we know that Jesus was God's firstborn son from the dead. Well, okay, we're going to look at that, all right? But here we have very clear in verse 38 of Luke 3 that Adam, right, Adam and Eve, but Adam back in Genesis, he's referred to as the son of God. Not the son of God, but a son of God, all right? It says right there, son of God. Read it in your translation. I don't care what translation you use. Look it up in the Greek, whatever. It's Adam was the son of God, but not in deity, all right? All right. So now I think I established established that pretty good, I think, I hope, because uh, these things are based upon other things that I've taught, obviously, all right? So now we need to get into these other verses regarding Jesus being God's firstborn son, all right? It's not a contradiction. It is not a contradiction. It's called a paradox, all right? So let's look at some of these verses regarding Jesus. Not the first Adam, but Jesus as the second Adam based upon the genealogy of Luke, all right? So let's go to Colossians 1.15. Colossians 1.15 we have here i'm just using the new king james uh just to make simplify things the new king james says here he jesus is the image of the invisible god or is the visible representation of the invisible god all right the firstborn over all creation all right now for me what he's saying here is i don't have full revelation of this verse But I do know that Jesus is the firstborn of this new creation. He's the first to be born, as Adam was the first to be created of the original creation, all right? So Jesus is the firstborn of the new creation. He just is, all right? So let's move on to, and still, we're still in Colossians 1. Let's move on to 18, because the word firstborn is used once again. Same chapter, same epistle it says here and he Jesus is the head of the body he's talking about the body of Christ the church all right who is the beginning he's the beginning of this body of this church of the ecclesia he's the beginning he's the beginning of this new creation he's the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have the preeminence this is loaded all right and no no time to get into this right now but let's look at this firstborn From the dead. From the dead. What the hell is he talking about here? What is Paul talking about? He's the firstborn from the dead. Now, I got this from Gary Carpenter, and the Lord gave it to me, and it's true. Jesus is the very first human being to be born with a nature that is alive to God, all right, among Everybody else on this planet at that time that was dead spiritually. So he was alive. He's the first to be born alive, all right? Spiritually alive and not spiritually dead, as it says in Ephesians, that we're dead in our trespasses, all right? He's the first to be born among the, the dead, the spiritually dead. Imagine that, the first among all the people on the planet Earth at that time, they were all dead spiritually, including Jews, all right? Now, they were God's people, but they were not born again yet. They did not go, they did not know God as their Father. They did not have the new nature. They didn't have the indwelling Holy Spirit. All right. So, Jesus is the first to be born from among the dead. It's huge. It's, 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 it's humongous. It's massive. All right. So, let's go to Revelation. Revelations 1 5. It says here, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead again. That's why I put, I like to go in chronological order usually when I teach the word, but here I had to put revelation in right away because it had to do with firstborn from the dead, which we just read in Colossians, all right? And the ruler over the kings of the earth to him, all right? So I just put those two together because they're very similar. So let's move on to Romans eight twenty nine here. This all, all has to do with Christmas. All has to do with Christmas, all right? Romans 8, 29. We've already looked at this before. Uh, for whom he knew foreknew uh, God, he also predestined, God predestined for us to be conformed to the image of his son, his son. Well, he's talking about Jesus' firstborn son, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. All right? So, Jesus... I, I I discovered this years ago that Jesus was my elder brother in his humanity. He's my elder brother. All right? So, he's the firstborn from among many brethren. Now, we got to understand this in context at least with John 20:17, where Jesus said to the woman, he, she said, "Don't he said, "Don't touch me now." He says, "I need to go go tell my brethren. I go tell my brethren." That's what he said, not my disciples my brethren. This is after the resurrection. He said, go tell them I'm going back to my father, your father, my God, your God. Yeah. He said that in his humanity. In his humanity. Alright? So, it's always God's will to have sons. Very clear, going back to uh, Luke 3:38. He started with Adam. Alright? Adam and Eve. And then the fall. Right? Then there was the fall. So then God lost God lost, Adam lost his sonship. Alright? They lost their sonship. And God had not any sons whatsoever until Jesus was the first to be born of this new creation. Alright? That's why he's called the second Adam, the last Adam. We're gonna look at that really, really quickly. Alright. So John 20:17 is key to understanding this whole thing about brethren. Alright? So let's move on to Hebrews 12 23 all right, regarding the firstborn, all right, Jesus being the first to be born, that's what it means to the firstborn, the first to be born, all right, so it says here, to the general assembly and church, he's talking about us, those who are born again, uh, of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, see, there there's our citizenship, right, so doodle citizenship, but he's the firstborn of the general assembly and the church, the ecclesia. All right, He's the first to be born of this church, and we know the church is the, God's people, those who are born of the Spirit, born of God, born of incorruptible seed, and uh, born, it's those who are part of this new creation, right? That's what Paul says in even 2 Corinthians 5.17, that we're in Christ, the firstborn, we are a new creation, because he's the first to be born of this new creation. Eh? Makes sense, right? So Christmas is coming a little bit more, uh, you know, you should see Christmas a lot different now, this year, than you did all the, the other previous years. All right, so let's move on here. I said here, we need to understand all of this I've said so far. We need to understand all of this in context with uh, John 1, 12 to 14. 12 to 14, because 12 and 13 verses 12 and 13 has to do with the new birth has to do with the new birth right born of god right not born of man but born of god and then right away right away john he penses by the spirit he goes right into the incarnation verse 14 and the word became flesh right the word god the word back to one verse 1 god the word right The Word, God, became flesh. Well, what else? Flesh, what do you mean flesh? He became God's firstborn son. He became the second Adam, the last Adam, the new Adam. Yeah, he became that, right? For obvious reason, regarding the substitution, to take the place of the first Adam, right? All right, let's move on to, we need to understand this here also in Ephesians. In Ephesians 2.15, it says here, having abolished in his flesh, talking about Jesus here, in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself, this is key here, you got to get this, uh, as to create in himself, talking about Jesus, in Jesus, one new man, that's what we're talking about, from the two Jews and Gentiles, thus making peace, all right? So creating in himself one new man, one new race, one new humanity, one new creation. That's what he's talking about. Read the whole chapter. Read. I'm leaving a lot of things out, but these are heavy-duty verses to understand all of this Christmas stuff, all right? So let's get into here. This is very interesting here. I remember I came across this quite a few years ago. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 15. Chapter 15, uh, verse 45. Verse 45, and then we move on to 47 to 49. All right, so let's read 45. All right, we there at 1 Corinthians 15, 45, and then 47 to 49. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, Became a living being. That's back in the garden. That's back in Genesis. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. That's, that's, we're talking about the incarnation there, right? When the last, the last, the second Adam was born, right? Through the virgin birth, right? Through Mary. Not Joseph. Joseph was not part of it, right? No. The Holy Spirit, right? So I wrote, at verse 47, let's read 47 to 49. The first man, Adam, was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. That's right. The Lord from heaven, he became the second Adam, the second man, to replace the first man. As 48, as was the man of dust, uh, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly, those who are born again. That's what he's talking about. The heavenly man is the second Adam, all right? The new man, all right? 49, and as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also also bear the image of the heavenly man. Who's the heavenly man? It's the new man. It's the new Adam. That's why in order to get free from being in union with the first Adam, God had to give us another Adam, and once we're born again, born of incorruptible seed, born of the spirit, then we come in union with the new Adam. No longer in union with the first Adam. Alright? That's called victory. Alright? That's good, that's, that's beyond good news. That's, that's beyond great news. Alright? And this is the way we gotta teach it. Alright? So now we're in union with another Adam. Alright? Because the union with the first Adam, that's gonna get you into hell. All right? So if you want to get into heaven, you need get you need to get in union with the second Adam. Because the second Adam is in union with God. The first Adam is no longer in union with God. All right? He's in union with the god of this world. All right? Scary stuff. Very scary. All right? All right. So, I said I wrote here, we've been given a second Adam to take the place of the first Adam in order to start a new race and a new creation. That's that's part of the substitution. Alright, I don't have time to get into the substitution today. Alright. So I also wrote here, the first Adam was not a Jew. Did you know that? The first Adam was not a Jew. Alright. The first Jew, uh, okay, let me finish this here. Therefore, this is why the second Adam was not, is not a Jew. He wasn't. According to Luke, he was not a Jew. Alright. Cause his genealogy goes all the way back to the first Adam, back in the garden. There's no Jewishness. There's no Judaism back. There's no Israel back there, all right? Based upon the second genealogy. Jesus got his Jewishness from his mother Mary, right? That's where he got it from, all right? Yet Jesus was the second Adam based upon his birth by the Spirit since God is not Jewish. God is not Jewish. The first Jew is Abraham, all right? Years after, years after the fall, All right, so Jesus is a Jew, but he's more than a Jew. He's a whole lot more than a Jew. He's our second Adam, all right? And that's exciting. Once you start building your relationship upon that premise or that foundation that Jesus is the second and he's the last one, meaning there's no other Adam. Don't go looking for another Adam. He's the last one, all right? So this is the last chance to get born again, all right? So, My final, uh, I wrote here, final note, in understanding all of this, this is one of the main reasons why, personally, I don't celebrate Christmas. You know why? Because I celebrate Christmas every day. I celebrate Christmas every day, seven days a week. You know how I do that? And you can do it too if you want to. You don't have to, but this is what God's looking for. He's looking for all of us, all right, to get born again, all right? So we're born again, all right? But once you're born again, that's not enough. Cuz you're born again with a new nature in your spirit. But then we got to deal with the soul. We got to be That's what it says here in um in Romans 8:29. Let's go back there real quick. Uh to be conformed to the image of his son. So where does this conforming take place? Well, I'll tell you where it takes place. It takes place in your soul, your mind. That's what Romans uh, 12 Two says, don't be conformed to this world, the world of the first item, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Those are two big, big words. We got three huge words there. Conform, transform, renewing. All right? They're huge words in the Greek. All right? So you got to renew your mind to all of this stuff. All this great stuff. All this great theology, if you want to call it. You know, all this sound doctrine. All this... Well, this is part of the realities of the new creation. It just is. All right, this is this is probably the epitome of the new creation. And all of this was made available for the whosoevers, all right, so that we can walk as Jesus walked, so that we can live as Jesus lived. That's the whole point, right? To the, Where the life of Jesus becomes my life. That's in Colossians 3. And with, in a, in in a nutshell, what is the life and ministry of Jesus? You got to go to John five. You got to go to John five. That's the epitome. That's what he told, told me years ago. He said that's the epitome. Or I didn't. I had never heard of the word epitome. And basically, in a nutshell, that's the whole life, That's the whole gist of what God wants us to walk in, as well as what Jesus walked in. Jesus said, "I only do what I see my my Father doing." Read it for yourself, John five verse 17, and then verse 19 to 20, and verse 30, all right? You gotta read that, all right? I'll put it in the notes. Uh I'm gonna add it to my notes because I don't have it here, and I wanna wrap it up because I've been going on for about half an hour now, almost half an hour, not quite, but anyhow. So yeah, so Jesus, that's what he walked in. He didn't do anything unless the Father showed him something, and he did that, and he did it exactly. He did exactly, and he said exactly exactly, What do you heard from the Father by the Spirit? And I've taught this before. All right, so this should be nothing new to you guys. But like I said, that's in John 5, verse 17, and then 19 to 20, and then verse 30. In the Amplified, verse 30 is a humdinger. It's a humdinger. All right? So this is Christmas. This is Christmas. This is, in a nutshell, this is what Christmas is all about. So I hope you're going to enjoy your Christmas a little bit differently this year. All right, and like I said, I, I celebrate Christmas by giving myself over to this transformation, by giving myself over this this mind renewal, so that I no longer think like those of the first Adam, but I start thinking more like those or like the second Adam. All right, and that's gonna t- that takes a lot of work to to think like that. That takes a lot of meditation. That takes a lot of even fasting praying in tongues, all these different things like that. So I leave you with that, and uh, I won't be doing a live stream. I still got things to do with the videos, so I won't be doing any live streams until, who knows, after Christmas, I don't know, uh, maybe at the end of the year, uh, I'm going to be doing something. uh, I think I'm going to be doing a teaching on the word Nike. Nike, yeah, believe it or not, Nike. Anyhow, so uh, because it's the Greek word. It comes from the Bible, the New Testament. So anyhow, as I finish all my teachings, I encourage all of you to learn what it takes to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God, which enables you to walk in the fullness of your sonship, because it is faith that gives access to the grace of God. That's just the way it works, folks. And so I want to thank you again for those who watch, those who Uh, enjoy the videos. Who get something from the videos and the posts and those who comment and uh, they're encouraging words. Uh, So I want to thank you once again. And as I finish my videos, shalom and amen.